Hey agency owners, it's time for a new episode of the Agency Blueprint, the number one podcast for agency owners looking to discover strategies for scaling an agency to seven figures and beyond, while reducing stress and getting your personal life back. I'm your host, Robert Patton, international bestselling author, agency scale partner, and founder of Creative Agency Success. Before we get started today, I'd like to send you a copy of our brand new book, The Practical Agency, written specifically to help creative agency owners go beyond the creative side and build systems to simplify and quickly scale their agency to $100,000 a month. Go to creativeagencysuccess.com forward slash practical agency to claim your free copy. And now for the show. Growth takes investment and it takes many types of investment. And making sure that you're investing in the right things in your agency is so incredibly important. Otherwise, really, you're going to be working really hard to stay in the same exact place. So I'm joined again with Darren today, and we're going to be talking about the types of investment that you need to be making into your agency. At a high level, really, there's multiple different types of investment. There's both time investment and financial investment, and we're talking about both. When it comes to uh, investment, really, in growth, Darren, what are the things that you see or one of the, like, the top things that you see that's going on with this industry that interests you or intrigues you? Honestly, the most interesting thing I see or, or the most interesting trend with agencies I work with is just none of them invest in marketing, which is super shoemaker kid has no shoes. What's going on there? It really is. What, what I mean, the thing I find quite interesting about it, though, right, is that I, I question what is at the core of that to begin with? Like, what is the reason why? And I have my own opinions about it, but what do you think is at the core of the reason why they don't actually spend there? Like, what, what do you think is going on? I think it's just the fact that they're in the field of marketing and they feel like they do it so well, but they're too busy working for everybody else and they're not focusing on themselves at all. And like, they don't even take the, the time to think about like their own marketing or their own branding, the way that they're coming off to their different customers. They're more so focused on doing it for other people and not looking internally at themselves and kind of using themselves as a, a, a even like a, a case study or, or a test subject, right? And like, hey, like, let's actually do this for ourselves, see if it works, see if it's something we can incorporate into our services. Not even that. I feel like it's even more at the core of them being unsure that if they get out there and people don't buy, that they're afraid of the result that's going to happen. I think that it's more fundamental than that. In my experience, there's, I mean, working with agencies every single day, I mean, having conversations about the types of marketing and I, there's, there's like a substantial mental block I see specifically when it comes to marketing and lead gen for an agency, there's lots of fear around it. And like I've, ha I've even had a, a client recently in the program, give me an example of one of the emails that they had written for a client and compare it side by side to one of the emails that they sent to me for copy. And how much more one was salesy versus the other, and which one was better. And she herself admitted that the client email was 10 times better. And there's this, there's this like mental gap, I think, that's happening there of how exactly do you apply it. And what I what I see happen in a lot of instances too, right, is that you have team members that are working on client work and you don't even have it as a project for yourself. So there's time that you should be investing. So if you are doing marketing for your clients and you are not focusing on that type of work, any lead generation activity, any awareness type of activity for yourself, there really should be a client 
within your business and your project management system of yourself for marketing. You absolutely should be having your team doing it. I mean, a lot of instances, and I'm pretty heavily involved in, in, our, in our marketing, clearly I'm here on this, this podcast, <laughs> but uh, I, I like it to be really close to how I see the world and part of the reason why I'm still involved. But there's a piece of it that ultimately you should be not that deep in it either, right? Like there's this fear scarcity component of you needing to make that money, you needing to get the lead that has you taking the wrong position of how you're actually going about it in the first place. But I do think that there's this substantial mental block of if I get out there and people tell me no, then I don't feel good enough. I don't feel right. Like, and quite frankly, I mean, I prescribe to Dan Kennedy's opinion on this in that if you haven't pissed someone off by noon, you're not marketing hard enough. I, I like that prescription. Also, it's just as well, don't agencies always complain about not getting feedback from their clients, not getting the information that they need to adjust, to tweak, to make something better, right? And you're getting firsthand the feedback that you would need to make yourself better, your services better, and, and the way that you get the knowledge on how to improve. I can see as somebody who typically doesn't like criticism, how you would want to like shy away from that. But when you receive that criticism, you acknowledge that it actually hits you and, and, and okay, this, this actually means a little bit more because it stings, you know, it, it's actually something that I don't want to say to myself, but you brought it out. That's going to make me finally acknowledge mm -hmm. it and push me to that, that growth point. Interesting. I mean, I, I feel like I'm such an odd person in that regard when you're saying that, cause it didn't, I am probably my largest critic. And I will just beat myself to smithereens in any mistake that I make. And I feel like that's how I grow. My therapist says it's probably not the best way to go about it. But you know, hey, that's how I've gotten to where I am. I think that's really important, especially for a lot of agency owners. I mean, I hear constantly that they don't have enough time, that they're stuck on this plateau, that they've hit a glass ceiling, that they are everything to their agency. And some of them even have team that allows for them and should allow for them to not be in that place and being able to grow beyond where they are. And I wanted to take some time today to talk about process-oriented things as well. I mean, setting things up so that they happen regularly, that they're systematic, that they can be done without you. Like, there's nothing more glorious than a problem happening, a fire going on, and someone else is already there. It's taken care of and seeing and taking care of after the fact. Like, there's, and ironically, I definitely didn't feel that way a few years ago. Now I feel like super, it's just such a nice, gratifying feeling now thinking about it and looking back and seeing that, but recognizing again, all those little tweaks, it's one of the things that you said that I just like really hit was I've learned now to actually get to the point in business that I enjoy the like slight augmentation. Like I'm going to make this little tweak here and see what happens. And like this little small adjustment here and see what happens. Not these like big sweeping changes. I mean, you and I have worked together and you've seen me go through my, I'm going to take the entire desk and I'm just going to completely wipe it clean and then start all over again with this entirely new thing, which in a lot of instances created a lot more worse than it did good. But you know, hey, I had to learn my lesson apparently. What are your thoughts when it comes to process and where agencies go wrong and should start on that journey for them? Yeah, I think the problem or the area in which agencies are afraid to address the process is just the fact that it has a lot of upfront initial effort, right? 
and they're they're looking at it as a tremendous task that needs to be done all at once instead of breaking it down into the logical steps of it it's like okay we have a fire here and like okay so like i I just need to be the person who does it clearly it's just all on me because at the end of the day yes it's you it's your business but you want to take on the full responsibility of doing it you don't want to train anybody else on how to do it it's just that that initial extra step of like you know what maybe i should break this down into a teachable lesson into an sop just instead of just going in putting out the fire maybe i should teach somebody else how to put out the fire maybe i should you know putting those systems around it to where it is when it comes up like you said in the next time oh well why don't you just refer to our guide yeah this has mm-hmm. happened before why don't you refer to our guide what would you say though to the idea that it is a tremendous amount of investment though when you're actually going through creating process and that i am in the middle of what would and i'm going to give you a scenario that a lot of agencies are in and love to hear your thoughts on it. I am currently right now in what is going to be a 10 hour day. And this other fire that I can put out in 15 minutes is currently on my plate. And, or I could spend 30 to 45 minutes passing it off to someone else. What are your thoughts on being in that exact place? And I know you've been there before. I've definitely been there before myself. And so I've been on the end where I just do it myself. And I've been on the end where I've taken the additional time, the additional effort needed to go ahead and fix the process. So on the the front end of just, I'm gonna just do it myself. That problem constantly arises. And so the reason I have a 10 hour day today is because it's stacked with all of those little problems that pile up over time Mm -hmm. that I could have taken the initial extra 30 minutes and now I don't have to worry about that problem anymore. And then I just keep doing that initial 30 minutes, 20 minutes here, 30 minutes there. And next thing you know, my day is four hours long because anytime somebody has a fire, check the guide, check this video, check that. That's, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it becomes mm-hmm. so freeing at a point mm-hmm. when you put in all that upfront work, that upfront investment. The other thing that I think is really, really important here as well is the the piece where we believe in a lot of instances that we come in to actually have saved the day. So there's this piece where loads of people end up feeling like they need to come in so that they actually have that that feeling, that hero complex, right? I know that I had it for a long time of wanting to come in and I fixed everything. I'm awesome. And I ended the day with me being <laughs> needed and everyone needed me. And fuck, did it become really intense when I was needed by so many people? And what once gave me lots of energy had completely drained the hell out of me. The other thing that I see happen a lot is like, I can't process orient my creativity. That I'm the only person in the world that can do that. And one, I think that that it's interesting to have that position. And while I at one point thought things like that as well, and sometimes still have a bit of my own internal fight and monologue around that. What is there? Some 8 billion people on the world? Right. On the planet? Yeah. Like right? 7.6 or something. Yeah. So, and yet I believe that I am the only person in some 8 billion people that can do this. Well, maybe my ego needs to (laughs) get a check a little bit. So the other thing I wanted to talk about is investment in product. So we have both come across agencies that are really great at what they do. Agencies that are good at what they do. Ones that are okay. And ones that are kind of eh. So 
there's a load of time, I think, spent in trying to sell new people and not nearly enough time trying to invest in your service and make it stellar. I want you to think about, obviously not naming names, of a couple of different clients, ones that were really, really good and ones that were kind of just okay, not bad, not great, where they likely were having an even keel of the amount of value that they provided and the amount that the client paid, but there wasn't this level of additional value, mm -hmm. this feeling that they got a lot of bang for their buck. And how has been the growth trajectory between the two? Yeah, so I think the distinguishing factor between those two is that the people who do the super stellar work or just in my experience of working with different agencies, a lot of them who have grown tremendously like and come to us, they typically suck at selling themselves. Their product sells themselves for it. Like it sells itself, right? So like, wow, you guys did this tremendous UX UI design for me. It does everything I needed to do. Like it, it's phenomenal work. I need to tell 10 more people about you because in a lot of instances and in a lot of different communities and a lot of different social circles, you're the cool person or you're the, the, the person who's like, who, like, who has like the, the good restaurant ideas or like you've been to a tremendous place. And, and whenever you share that idea, you get some type of capital from it. You get some type of return from it. So when people are sharing your services, like, oh, I need, you're looking for a UX UI designer. You're looking for this graphic artist. Let me tell you about these people I worked with. Like, I have mm -hmm. to tell you about them. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, not only does it enhance your business because people are speaking good about you, but also the person who is speaking good about you, they get some type of reward for it as well. Like, oh, did you know Darren referred me to them? Like, this is great. Mm -hmm. And then I, now I want to like be the evangelist. I want to be the salesperson for you because I also want that, that kind of social capital, that, that, that clout that I get from knowing somebody or having a network who is successful at something. And on the other end, when somebody is typically subpar or they give you just kind of the bare minimum, they're typically always the good salespeople. Like they typically are the ones who are also able to like bring in a lot of clients, but they never stay. And they're always constantly chasing new people. So it's like, the, yeah, you, you know what? If your product was, if you were able to make your product that much better, where people would want to stay longer, where people would refer people paired with your sales skills, you would be phenomenal. It would be, you would be acquired within two years. I mean, I'm thinking about two different clients right now and you're describing one that has okay service, but not amazing. And then one that is just phenomenal. Their referrals come in crazy. They constantly getting great reviews. Their retention's pretty good. But I, I think a lot of it comes to the the component of the value trade-off that happens. So if, let's say that, you know, I end up finding someone that's selling a device that's substantially cheaper than I can get at anyone else. Like, yeah, of course I'm going to, hey, guess what? I got this amazing deal over here. Not only did I get 10x ROI on this and it did me such a phenomenal, they really were were great. They really understood me. I felt seen. It was amazing. The experience was great. And like, you want to go here. I'm going to go yell that from the mountaintops. I'm going to go tell everyone I know because they help make me a load of money. Every single business colleague I know, you have to go check these people out. I'm going to be excited about it. And really making sure, especially as you scale and 
hitting back to the conversation we were just having is that process-oriented piece is going to allow your product to be better. Making sure that what you are doing is going to allow it to be repeatable. And what happens for a lot of agencies is that they are great at what they do. Their team is kind of okay. And as they grow and scale, the product gets worse. They didn't spend the time to focus on making their service better. And so it got worse over time. They're further removed and they can't get back into it. So it's in this like cycle of it not working. And which leads me to the next thing that I wanted to talk about is investment in your team. So many people just don't. They so incredibly frequently and, and you see it in the, the every single time I see it that the agency suffers. They will hire someone and then 24 hours later they're on a project and are needing to do work and the team member never got up to speed, never learned anything about the agency, doesn't understand what they're doing and never spent time mentoring them, guiding them, training them, getting them up to speed, giving them career growth, development growth. And your team is the most expensive thing you have in your business. And yet you do nothing to make it better. It's like you were to go to say, I'm going to go buy a house or I'm going to go buy a really expensive luxury car. But yet I'm going to go sit it right next to the ocean. I'm never going to watch it. and I'm going to let that paint rot. Like that's exactly what you're doing. You might as well go take the money and go burn it or go donate it to a charity because you're not going to actually get the value out of it that you intended to. You're spending loads of money on your team and just on a, I mean, I've got ethical thoughts and moral thoughts on here too, but just from a business only standpoint, come on, spend some time developing your team and making sure that they're the best they possibly can be. Yeah. And then the worst part is they complain like, oh my goodness. Like, I just hired this person. They have this great degree. They have this great pedigree. Like, they're going to do great. They're going to do great. And then they just, like, bring them on and, like, now, show me what you got. Like, it's just like, like do the thing. <laughs> do the thing. <laughs> and then the person is, is like, okay, like, how do, I, how do I fit in here? Where are my parameters? Like, how do I thrive here? Like, I did well in my last position because I knew what I was doing. I knew how to succeed in my role. I knew what was over and above my role. I can hit these targets if I wanted to and if I have the drive and the passion. And that's why you, you hired me because you saw all those great accolades from my resume. But now I get over here yep. and it's just like, you now you're, you, yeah, you're, you're, you're telling me to, to do these things. And like, now I'm disgruntled because everybody wants to succeed, right? I, I want to be told that I'm, that I'm doing well in my role. I want to be, I want to, I want to thrive as well. You know what I'm saying? I want to contribute to the team. Like, I think that's like one of the number one things that people stay on for is that they want to feel number one reason is to be part of a team second reason is to the acknowledgement of doing a good job yeah you know, that's why people go to work <laughs> exactly and then so when i feel like i'm failing and now i'm going to get spiral and now i'm going to be a bad employee now i'm going to mess up the culture and now you know all these things are just going to start piling on and your your new probably plan or the plan i see people doing the most is just we'll hire somebody else and it just compounds and it just do it again and again and again and they think that it's the person and it's not them. Let's look at the lowest common denominator there, right? Like who exactly is the one that's the through across all of these team members? Which leads me to the final thing that I want to hit. Is that in growth, and I was talking with a couple of colleagues earlier today, a chat sort of conversation that we were having. And I thought it was interesting. The conversation ended up leading to us talking about my constant want and desire for business growth, 
personal development, knowledge growth, like why I'm always reading, why I'm consuming content like a madman always adding additional extensions on my Chrome to watch videos at five times speed so that I can <laughs> get through more of it in a faster period of time. That investment in myself is the thing that has paid off the most in life. I'm able to be a better version of myself. I'm able to be a better manager. I'm able to be a better business owner. I'm able to be a better consultant. I'm better, able to be a better human, a better contributor to this planet. And I end up feeling better because I now have this well of information that I am able to tap, you know, and getting to a place where if you're in a place where you have stagnated on your own personal investment in your personal self, you need to take a long, hard look as to whether this is something you really want to accomplish. Because if you're not willing to invest in yourself, no one else is going to be willing to invest in you either. So I want to leave everyone with this final piece that I thought was really interesting that I heard from Layla Hermosi a few weeks ago. And she said that when things are really hard, you should slow down. And when things are easy, you speed up. And I want you to actually look at and think about that when it comes to how you're investing. When things get really hard, slow down and invest in yourself, invest in your team, invest in your service, invest in your process, invest in your marketing. And when things are easy, really, you're going to double down in these particular areas and you're going to invest in a different way, but you're still making sure that you're going to pick which place, but you have to invest in yourself for growth and make sure that you invest in each but just understanding when it's time to do so. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. Now, chances are, if you're an agency owner listening to this podcast right now, then you may be feeling like this. Because I was finding myself constantly overworked within our business, um, constantly like too busy with fulfillment or too busy with uh, customer service needs. So I didn't have the time to go think about how am I going to close this person or what I'm going to say to this person or what am I going to do with this or what's the next strategy I need to do. Now, of course, this podcast is here to help you with a lot of things. But at one episode per week, it's going to take a while for us to share everything you need specifically for your situation. So if you're really serious about committing to fixing the problems in your agency now so you can build a truly profitable business and get your life back, then I want to invite you to apply for the Agency Accelerator Program. I'm not so stressed during calls thinking, oh my gosh, I got, I got to sell, I got to sell, I got to sell because if I don't sell, I don't make our I don't make our numbers, you know, and if I don't make our numbers, I can't pay our people. If I can't pay our people, then our business is down. This program is designed to help creative agency owners get to 1 million in revenue per year in 12 months or less. I char typically charge one client a $3,000, anywhere from 2,000 to 3,000. Now I'm uh, moving towards only 5,000 and up. And my latest client that I closed is a $10,000 client on a monthly retainer. We only accept about 20% of the agencies that apply to this program because we want to make sure that we only work with people who will commit the time, energy, and resources required to take what they learn in the program and use it to create an agency of their dreams. You've taught me and you've taught us how to build this within our company that if X happens, this happens, boom, 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 boom. Like it's so systematic that it's gonna work for itself. That has given me the sense of like, oh, I know what the heck I'm talking about. I know what I'm good at. I know that I can deliver upon what I wanna deliver. And it, yeah, I gained hell of a lot of confidence for sure. So if that's you, then I want to invite you to apply today. Just hit the link in the show notes to apply for the Agency Accelerator Program or go to creativeagencysuccess.com forward slash apply. 
Thanks, and I'll see you inside the program.